Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you this beautiful Lord's Day. It's great to gather together to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And, and it's wonderful to live in a nation where we have the freedom to come and, and gather together like this and to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And, of course, this is Memorial Day weekend. And um, I just want to begin by saying to the 25,000 who died during the American Revolution, the 116,000 who died during World War I, also the 405,000 who died during World War II, the 35 or 36,000 who died in the Korean War, 58,000 who died in the Vietnam War, 4,500 who died in the uh, Iraq War, and so far the uh, over 2,200 that have died in Afghanistan, as well as many others who have died in other wars and conflicts defending our nation and fighting for the freedoms that we even enjoy today, I want to say thank you and remind us that freedom isn't free and there's no country like the USA. And I pray that we will uh, turn back to God and I, I want to pray for our nation, for our leaders as well, but I'm grateful to be a Christian first of all, but I'm also thankful to be an American. And um, so I'm grateful for the freedom that we enjoy. And today, on this weekend, we remember those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Also, I'm also reminded of what President Reagan once said, most of them were boys when they died. And they gave up two lives, the lives that they were living and the ones that they would have lived. And so it touches our hearts. And we see memorials even around town here in Liberty. And I know uh, some of you have told stories of, of those who are from Liberty, who died on uh, the battlefields. And, and so freedom is not free. And I just want to remind us about that as we begin this morning. So uh, let's stand together and, and, and begin by saying the pledge to the uh, American flag, if you would. Let's stand. Attention, salute, and pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and you may be seated. Well, I want to welcome you uh, this morning, especially those of you that might be visiting with us. I know we have uh, those that are taking advantage of the long weekend and, and enjoying time away, and, and uh, of course school is out, and graduation was yesterday, and, and once again, congratulations to our, our graduates. We're so thankful and excited with you and, and continuing to pray with you as uh, you begin this new chapter in your life. And, and um, also, um, I just want to uh, remind our, uh, our college students that we have the Memorial Scholarship and uh, there are forms at the Welcome Center and, and uh, we're currently receiving those and there's copies at the Welcome Center if you want to pick those up. Uh, the deadline to turn those forms in is June the 15th, so just want to remind you about that. Also, um, Excited to share, missionary Rick Groover is going to be with us uh, next Sunday morning. And uh, they uh, recently were able to send over $6,000 to help in relief uh, to Ukraine. And uh, there are those on the ground uh, that, are, that are helping feed and, and also sharing the gospel. And so uh, Rick's going to be coming and sharing with us next week about the good work uh, through Global Impact Ministries. And, of course, we'll receive a love offering uh, for them. And, and then uh, I've been asked to share, we, we've got a CWP class that will take place on June the 11th. And if you're interested in that, uh, we get a, get a little discount um, as well. So um, there's information and there's forms at the Welcome Center. So just want to share that with you. And then uh, Mission Week is coming up June 13th through the 17th. And um, we've got uh, several care packages that we are 
putting together. Doug's doing such a great work with that. And, and in fact, there's so many care packages that, uh, that we need to put together on Wednesday night uh, will be uh, designated as our care packaging uh, night. So um, we'll meet down in the fellowship hall and uh, there'll be several items we'll be helping out uh, putting that together. So uh, please remember Mission Week coming up June 13th through the 17th. And then also Vacation Bible School July 5th through the 8th is coming up. And um, there's a sign-up sheet for volunteers also at the Welcome Center. Uh, VBS is always a, a wonderful time. It's always a special time uh, teaching little boys and girls about Jesus. So I uh, just want to remind you about this. And um, let's be in prayer for VBS. And, and then also, uh, church family, um, if you'll remember uh, Mr. Uh, Mack and uh, Ms. Carolyn McAllister, their information's in our bulletin. They're our shut-in of the week. And so let's take a few moments uh, this week, if you would, and contact them, maybe send them a card. Let you know that, uh, let them know that you're thinking about them. I know that that would, that would mean so much. Also, very important in the life of our church is our deacon nomination process. It's beginning, and uh, if you look in the bulletin, there are a list of names there of those eligible to serve. And and as we as we work through this, as we come up uh, to uh, the deacon election date, uh, those names that are on there, if, if any of you are are interested in serving, or if you're not, just, just let us know that, and we'll be currently updating that list. So I just want to ask you most importantly to be in prayer uh, for this deacon nomination, very important uh, process in the life of our church. And, and then also we'll be putting together our nominating committee, and uh, to help our nominating committee, uh, over here to my right is our uh, Acts table, our uh, church that serves. We have every ministry of our church there represented on that table, and so let's be in prayer about how God would have us to serve. And, and you can let us know. We want to hear from you. And I encourage you to fill that out, and that will help our nominating committee that we'll be putting in place here in a few weeks as well. So uh, it's good to see Barry Chapel here this morning. I know it's been a journey, and the Lord is faithful and good. And I'm glad to have you back with us. And uh, God answers prayer. And um, so I'm grateful for that. And I invite you men to join us on Wednesday morning at 4.30 for our men's prayer group. And then, of course, Wednesday night uh, prayer meeting as well. We'll have our... Uh, our shoe packing, uh, not shoe packing, our care packing night uh, for that. So, um, and then of course tonight, choir practice at five and then evening worship. Hope you'll be back and, and join us for that. Uh, but let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to help us today. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, the name above all names. We thank you, Lord, for the sunshine outside. And we thank you, Lord, for the sunshine in our souls. And God, we give you praise for who you are. God, help us to look to you today. Help us, dear God. And I pray that we'll draw ever closer to you. Lord, I pray that your work would be accomplished in our hearts today. Those that are here, those watching online, I pray, Lord, that you'll be with those that are on vacation. I pray you'll watch over them and protect them. Bring them back to us. May they have a good time of, of uh, refreshing together with family. And now, Lord, in this hour, may we not take it lightly. For such a time as this, Lord, we've gathered today. And I pray that we'll hear from you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Let's worship together. get a stand with me as we worship in song we'll start with come now is the time to worship
that we actually bowed down to worship. Sometimes God will bring us to our knees because he needs to remind us. But we should bow down. We don't literally have to bow down on our face physically because some are not able to. But it's a spirit thing. We have to humble ourselves before God as we worship. We bow down. to see each of you uh, fellowshipping together and enjoying each other's presence and uh, that, that's wonderful and um, I, I'm grateful to see each of you here and if you would if you'll have a seat and um, uh, I just want to uh, share a few uh, prayer requests that we want to lift up to the Lord this morning um, please be in prayer for uh, Ron Howard uh, understand 
Uh, they've uh, taken him to the hospice house. He's on our prayer list, been praying uh, for Ron. Also for Bonnie Moody. Uh, this is Jonelle Winchester's uh, co-worker uh, going through a, a tough time, a battle with cancer. So we want to remember them as we pray. And then uh, mom and dad is not here. They're, they're sick, and, and I just appreciate your prayers, the Lord will touch and, and help them to, uh, to get well soon. And uh, also we have those in our church family that are uh, facing surgery and procedures. So we want to remember them as we pray this morning. Had a wonderful visit this week with Jane Pratt, and um, I'm sure she's probably watching right now, or, or we'll watch this service, but we love you, Jane, and, and, um, and so let's continue to remember her. And, and um, as we pray uh, this morning, I, I want you to know that we have on our visitor's card uh, a section for prayer requests, and we would be honored to pray with you about whatever uh, request might be on your heart, and even if you just list unspoken, uh, God knows the need, and I, I'm grateful for the power of prayer, and we'd love to pray with you. Also, um, if you're visiting with us, uh, I pray that you'll take a few moments and fill out our visitor's card. We'd love to uh, get to know you better and to connect with you, and um, then when the offering plate is passed, if you'll just drop that card in the uh, offering plate so that we will have that. And at this time, I want to invite those of you who would to come and join me around the altar as we call on the Lord as we ask for God's help this morning. Let's pray together. Our loving, gracious, heavenly Father, we thank you in Jesus' name, Lord, that we know that when we call on your name, Lord, that we'll find grace and strength to help in our time of need. And Lord, I want to pray right now for each person that's here. Lord, you know the fears and the anxieties, the worries, the requests, God, that might be weighing on hearts this morning. And Lord, I'm grateful, Lord, that when we pray, we're not informing you about something that you don't already know about. And I thank you, Lord, that when we pray, Lord, we're asking for your help. Lord, we need your help. We're desperate people. And we look, for, look to you this morning. And God, I just pray for each one that's here. I pray you will bless. I pray, Lord, that whatever it is, Lord, that we might be holding on to, that we need to give to you. I pray that we would do that today. And Lord, I pray for uh, those that are not able to be with us today for whatever reason. I ask God that you will speak to their hearts. And I pray you will comfort them. Lord, may they open their hearts to you. And those of us that are here today, Lord, what a privilege and what an honor and a joy to come to worship you. And I pray we'll be open and receptive, God, to your word. We'll listen to the Holy Spirit today, God, as you speak. Lord, that we'll, by faith, trust in you and commit, Lord, however you lead us. And I pray, Lord, that, that you'll do your work in our hearts and lives today. And I, again, Lord, I pray for those that are hurting. I pray, Lord, that we'll look to you and receive the help and strength and grace that only you can give. I thank you for that, dear Lord. You tell us to come unto you, all who are weary and heavy laden, and you will give rest. So do that today for us, God, we ask. And we'll give you the praise and glory for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get to stand once again as we sing our offertory, My Country, Tis of Thee.
pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day you've given us. And Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity to come back to your house today and worship, Lord. And just thank you for the beautiful day. And those that are here, Lord, we just pray that you bless them. And, and those that are listening online that can't be with us, Lord, please be with them as well. And Lord, we just pray that you uh, give uh, speak through Mark's words today and uh, give us a message that you intend for us to hear, Lord, and so that we can apply it to our lives. And Lord, as we take... Uh, these tithes and offerings, we just pray that you will use those to uh, uh, grow and glorify your kingdom. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, that's good news. I'm grateful we have been rescued. There's an evangelist that would um, speak a lot at a, uh, a student conference, end of the year student conference that, that we uh, would volunteer at the end of the year uh, called the Big God Conference, uh, Ken Freeman, and he has a book that he uh, wrote entitled Rescued by the Cross. And I wonder this morning, how many of you have been rescued by the cross? And uh, I praise God for the rescue. We were, we were lost and we were hopeless and we were separated from God without any hope. But praise God, through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, that old rugged cross, when we believe what Jesus did for us, He rescued us. He threw out the lifeline and praise God that we've been rescued. And uh, another way of putting it that the Apostle Paul uh, put it in Ephesians chapter 2 is we've been reconciled. We've been made right with God. We don't deserve that. There's not any person that deserves the wonderful privilege of being made right with God. But praise God, that's the case, not by our works, but by the finished work of the Lord Jesus on the cross. We have been re reconciled, made right with God through Christ. So that's what I want to preach on this morning, Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to be in uh, verses 11 through 22 this morning. And of course, last week we were outside on the lawn and and uh, we saw in the first ten verses of Ephesians 2, the before and the after of trusting the Lord Jesus Christ through God's grace. Salvation is a gift, not a work to try to attain. It's God's gift, God's grace. We receive what we don't deserve because Jesus endured what he didn't deserve. And he paid the price for our sin with his own blood. You and I could work a lifetime. We shared this in Sunday school this morning. We could, we could try to work. And try to work from sun up to sundown, doing good works, and it would always fall short. But praise God, the work of Jesus satisfies a holy God. And it's through Him that we're made right with God. So here in this passage, in, uh, in Ephesians 2, Paul wrote during a time when tensions were high between the Jewish and the Gentile Christians. So the Apostle Paul wrote about how placing faith in Jesus brings us together. And it, and it brings us close together as believers by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every nation, tongue, tribe, if we've trusted Christ, then we are brought together. We are part of the same family of God uh, by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful to be a part of the family of God because we've been reconciled through Christ. You know, divisions a lot of times is a fact of life. Divisions can run deep, past injustices, current fears, and future imagined responses. You know, sometimes this imagination of ours can just go haywire, can it? I mean, we, we, we endure the difficulties of life and we think about, you know, the, the responsibilities and we think about the unknown and, and um, you know, maybe we get some bad news and these imaginations will go crazy. And, and, and a lot of times it can cause even division and it can cause fear. But I'm grateful for the peace of God that passes all understanding. And so we're going to see this morning that you can't have the peace of God that passes all understanding until you have peace with God by trusting in Jesus, by being reconciled. And so here's some racial tensions here between the Jewish and the Gentile Christians. And so what Paul is doing here, he is showing them that they are brought near. They're, they are part of the, the family of God. You know, sports teams, you know, they have a shared work goal, obviously. Community events may bring diverse groups together, yet not remove the divisions that exist away from that event or action. What I'm trying to say this morning is true reconciliation 
and unity are found in a shared belief or like faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You want something that will bring folks together? There's nothing like will bring unity than faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by the blood of Jesus being a part of the family of God. How can we not be unified when we think about our Lord and Savior? We have a like faith. We have a common faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and then the other question is, how can we be divided as believers who share that same like faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? And we, we see so many divisions today. But as believers in Christ, we ought to be unified by the gospel through the Lord Jesus. And that's what I want us to see here in Ephesians uh, chapter 2. You know, back in Ephesians 1, verse 10, Paul had already brought to light that through Christ we gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in Him. That's the key is in Him, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul also, also wrote in uh, chapter 4 of Ephesians, verses 5 and 6, notice how many times the word one is mentioned. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Oh, the, the uh, unity that takes place when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it great that we can gather like this as the church, the family of God, and we have a like faith in Jesus? It's interesting, uh, our youth are going to be going to Mobile, Alabama here uh, at the end of June coming up, and, and I've been on several summer missions camps. And we gather, you know, sometimes, they even have one up at North Greenville, uh, Infuge, we'll gather with, with groups from the various regions, from Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, all over. Folks that I have never met before in my life. And, and we'll gather together, and there's already unity because we love Jesus. That unity that brings us together. And, and Lord willing, uh, I'm planning on going to Anaheim, California, to our, uh, our national convention that's coming up. And I'll meet brothers there that I've never met before in my life. But we can stand beside each other and we can worship the Lord together because of our like faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm thankful for that unity. I'm thankful for how uh, we are apart together. One body, one faith, one Lord, and one baptism. So here's what I want us to realize this morning. By the Word of God and through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit's help, that God reconciles us to Himself in Christ. That's it. The only way we can be reconciled to God is in Christ. And let's focus on this morning on three uh, key truths that, that I want us to see about being reconciled in Christ, being made right with God. And I just want to begin by saying what a blessing it is to be made right with God. Are you reconciled with God this morning? What a blessing that is. Sometimes we just take it for granted. We take a lot of things for granted. But I'm grateful for my salvation and I'm grateful that my sin that separated and alienated me from God has been dealt with by the blood of Jesus. And that I have been adopted into the family of God. And uh, we, are, we are of the family of God. We are believers, the church. And here we are gathered together to worship the Lord together. We pray together. We fellowship together. And we open the Word of God together. We grow together. And uh, we receive God's Word together. And it, it ought to bring unity. And I pray that that's exactly what we would reaffirm or or realize even more this morning. Well, first of all, I want us to see in verses 11 through 13 that we have been brought near. 
let's notice this together. Look with me in verse 11. Therefore, remember that you... Now, of course, therefore goes to the first ten verses, which in the original text, in the Greek uh, manuscript of Ephesians 2, is just one run-on sentence where we're reminded about the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And we're reminded about what we once were, but praise God. But God, who is, who is rich in His mercy, praise God that He's made us alive together in the Lord Jesus. So that's what we're referring back to because of that, because of who we are now in Christ. Therefore, remember that you were once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world verse 13 but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ and all God's people said amen we have been brought near let's pray together Heavenly Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for this powerful truth, God, that we're looking at today. Lord, it's straight from your word, the inerrant, infallible, inspired, all-sufficient word. And I'm grateful for it, Lord. It's not man's idea or man's brainstorm. This is from the very breath of God that, we're, that we see this morning, the truth, Lord, that we find. And so I'm grateful for that. And I pray this morning, dear Jesus, God, that you'll make it more real to us today than ever. And I pray that we'll trust you today. And we'll realize how wonderful it is to be reconciled with God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want us to see, first of all, that we've been brought near. And you know, uh, being brought near to, to Christ was something radical for Gentiles. You know, this, this was something different that Jews had never experienced before. The Lord Jesus came to this earth. And He was the long-awaited one, the long-promised Messiah. And He came... And, and now it's no longer the law, but it's God's grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so it's through him that we've been brought near. And so Paul reminds, and by this time that he is writing this, uh, these are now second century Gentile Christians, and, and he reminds them what they were before Christ. Maybe they had sort of forgotten or they just needed to be reminded. And you know that's possible for us this morning. You, you know, it's possible for us to take our salvation for granted. It's possible for us to forget where God brought us from. And, and it's possible for us, you know, we just, we just forget. Now, we shouldn't dwell on the past. We know Jesus said any man that takes his hand from the plow and looks back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. So we're not to dwell and, and live and focus on the past. But I'm grateful that we can look back in the, in the rearview mirror and, and remember what God has brought us from. And if you're saved this morning, I want you to know that, that that's a glorious change. That's the greatest change in your life is when you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so when you placed your faith in Christ, you were brought near. And so Paul is reminding these uh, Gentile believers that, that they were without Christ. Notice this here with me uh, in verse 11. Remember that you, Gentiles in the flesh called uncircumcision by the circumcision, made by the hands of flesh. Look at verse 12. That at one time, you were what? Without Christ. So uh, you were without, on the outside, looking in, and you were far off. And, and, and you were not part of the family of God. You were on the outside. But now, you've been brought near. And we'll see that more in just a moment. They were without Christ. Now think about that. All of God's blessings are found 
in union with Christ. And there is nothing worse than being separated uh, by Christ but by sin. Being alienated from God. You're on your own. You're living life on your own. You have no purpose. You have no hope. You have no stability. But thank God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't have to be without Christ. We can be brought near. So that's what Paul's reminding these uh, Gentile believers. You, at one time, you were without Christ. And, and you were afar, but you have been brought near. Of course, the same was true for us. There was a time in our life before Christ. You remember last week, Paul made it as, as, uh, as, as bad as it could be. He reminded us that we weren't just some hot mess. We didn't just have flaws. Paul said we were dead in our trespasses and sin. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. We're, we weren't on life support. We were absolutely dead. We were hopeless and alienated from God. And so that was the case. Paul says, you know, there was a time when you were without Christ. That's the worst condition anybody can be in is without Christ. And they need to, re to be reminded of that. Perhaps this morning we need to be reminded of what God has done as, and, and as we have placed our faith in Christ. We were without Him. We were hopeless. I want you to know, when I trusted Christ as my Lord and Savior, the greatest day of my life, and I've got nothing to go back to, and so Paul's reminding them, and maybe we need to be reminded of where God has brought us this morning. But also, uh, not only were they without Christ, they were without community. As non-Jews, they were excluded from the citizenship of Israel and, and, and not having an identity grounded in God. They, they, they were excluded. They didn't have community. They were, they were excluded from the divine covenants that we find, the Old Testament covenants. Of course, they were initiated by God, brought a particular relationship to God's chosen people, the Jews. And so the Gentiles, which by the way, that's us this morning, we, we, were, we were not the chosen people of God. These Gentiles, they might have forgotten what they were before Christ. They didn't, they didn't have Christ. They were alienated from Christ and they were outside of the community. They were not part of the, the chosen people, the Jewish people. In fact, the non-Jews were forbidden to enter the main portions of the Jewish temple. And if they did, they were threatened with death. Yes, all non-Jews or Gentiles, yeah, they were far away. Didn't have access. They were without community. Today in 2022, for those of us that are believers, we were also without community when we were without Christ. Before salvation, we were outside the family of God. We were, we were not even a part of the family of God. Think about that. We need to be adopted into the family of God. It's false to say that all mankind are God's children because we're not. We are separated from God by sin. But when we place our faith in Christ, I'm grateful that He adopts us into the family of God. That's the gotcha day. You know, families that adopt, they talk about the gotcha day. And they go and they, uh, they have the legal rights then and they claim that, that little boy or that little girl and they, uh, they, they take them as their own and they not only got them now, but they got them forever. The gotcha day. Well, I want you to know in the same way, when we were lost and undone in our sin, hopeless, separated from God, afar off with no community, no hope, nothing separated from God. When we placed our faith in Jesus, that was the gotcha day for us, praise God. 
And we were brought into the family of God, adopted into the family of God. So I'm, I'm sure you can identify me when I sing. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. Do you know that? You know that? Let's sing that together. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by His blood. Join heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. Oh, how, what a blessing that is this morning. We've been brought near. We were apart from Christ. We were separated from Christ. We didn't have community. We were not a part of the family of God. But praise God. By faith in Jesus, we trusted in Him, and now we're joint heirs with Christ. We're cleansed through His blood. We've been brought near. And Paul's reminding those Gentile believers of what they were before Christ. It's good to remember where God has brought us from, and we don't ever want to go back. We've been brought from death to life. Man, we got nothing to go back to. When I, when I think of my past before Christ, those weren't the good old days. This right here is the best that it is, is knowing Christ. That's when life is good, when you know Jesus and you have a personal relationship with Him. Well, they were, they were without hope. They were apart from Christ. And then Paul reminds them that they were the uncircumcision. Well, that, you know, that was kind of a derogatory statement. That was kind of a slap in the face to remind them. Of course, you know, circumcision was an outward sign of God's people. And they were not God's people. So Paul says, y'all were outside. Once again, reminding them. They were the uncircumcision. They were without hope. But notice with me here in, uh, in verse 13. But now, <laughs> in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near. How? By the blood of Jesus. Praise God this morning. I can declare to you that if you know Christ, you've been brought near not by your works. It's not the, Paul's talking about the circumcision as an outward sign. No, it's not the outside. It's the inside. Man, the, the problem's a sin problem. And the blood of Jesus takes care of that and only the blood of Jesus. He washes our sin away and, and now we have hope and we've been brought near. Through Christ, they were brought near. It starts from the inside out, not the outside in. Nothing else will do. Only the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. Wonder-working power. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that makes us right with God, that cleanses us of our sin. Man's greatest problem is sin. And Jesus is the answer. And He Himself came. It's not us trying to get to God. God came to us. Jesus took on flesh, left the glories of heaven. And He came and He walked this earth, ultimately to go to the cross and pay the price for my sin and yours. And we've been brought near when we know Him. And so Paul's reminding those Gentiles about that. But also, verses 14 through 18, I want us to see that Christ is our peace. 
Here is what the church needs to reaffirm and even realize more today and to show the culture that we live in. Show the culture that Jesus is the peace that removes former hostilities, even between believers with different backgrounds. Jesus is our peace. What a powerful testimony. Notice this. Let's pick up in verse 14. For he himself, talking about Jesus, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile, there's that word, reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Paul explained in these uh, verses that by Jesus' death on the cross, Christ brought peace. And that peace exists between believers. Peace. The result of this was a new community that included both Jews and Gentiles. And again, I, I remind you, that's, that was so radical in, in, in this first century and, and even in second century. That was so radical compared to what the Jews even had, had known that that's that even their father their grandfather and on back that that was radical that now both the community is a new community of both Jews and Gentiles you talk about unity and oneness and it's centered in Christ we too today in 2022 are part of that community if we know Jesus as our Lord and Savior so do you know him this morning are you a part of that community I love what the Apostle John wrote in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. John the Apostle on the Isle of Patmos, he was able to see actual events that were taking place in the future. And notice this uh, in Revelation 7, 9 and 10. And these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. What an event. What a time. Every people, every kindred, every nation, every tongue will be gathered around the throne. It, it, it's not going to be about color, folks. There's only one color, and that's red or crimson, the blood of Jesus. And we'll be unified together, every nation and every tongue. What a time. Man, we need to find that unity here because it's sure going to be like that in glory. Man, if we can't get along with each other here in this world, something's wrong. We ought to be unified, and there's nothing that unifies us together like faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. While there is racial unity in Christ, we can't overlook a different and tragic type of unity that exists. Every race and ethnicity shares a common problem called sin. Man's greatest problem. And that separates us from God. And that's the, that's the, we, we can be unified for the sake of unity. That's not what the gospel is, is talking about. The gospel unites. And it unites by faith in Jesus. 
we accept. We don't water it down. Yeah, there's an offense to it. It, it stings, doesn't it, to be told that I fall short, to be told that I'm responsible for the death of Jesus. That stings. And there's an offense to that. And we don't just unify for the sake of unity. We, we are unified in like faith that we all have fallen short and that Jesus is it. We saw also in Sunday school this morning, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He's it. And when we trust Christ, it's then and only then that we have true peace, unity. We're all sinners, every one of us, every tribe, kindred, race. We're, we're in need of salvation by faith in Jesus. Once sin has been dealt with through Christ, then we have true peace. You know the racial problems we have in this nation today? You know, what, you know why that, that there's, there's a problem with that? It's called sin. It's a heart problem. We can make laws and we can, we can try to legislate it and all that. But I'm telling you, until you deal with the, the core issue, which is the heart of man, the sin that leads us to that, I'm telling you, you let somebody come to real faith in Jesus, get a good dose of salvation, it'll take care of all those, all those things. I mean, real faith in Jesus affects our entire life, every aspect of us. And that brings true unity. Well, let's look in closing, verses 19 through 22. We have a spiritual foundation. I want us to look at this foundation. You know the cornerstone? That's, that's the piece that holds the weight of the building, holds it all together. And that's what we have in Christ. He's able to, to bear it. You and I can't. He's our chief cornerstone. Being a part of the family of God is totally by the spiritual foundation that is established by salvation, by faith in Jesus. He is our foundation. Look with me in verse uh, 19. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Here it is. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So Paul explained to the Gentile believers that he's writing to in Ephesus that they were now numbered among the people of God. This is more than just citizenship. It's participation in the same family. What a blessing. They're not only on the outside. You and I, by faith in Christ, we're a part of this same family. We have the same citizenship, and we're participating in the family of God. Each person who believes in Jesus belongs. It doesn't matter how rich or how poor. It doesn't matter the background. It doesn't matter the race. In Christ Jesus, every believer belongs. Isn't that great? Isn't that good news this morning? Believers, we've been put together in God's family and made into one body through the Lord Jesus' cross. This is our peace. Christ and only Christ, He is our peace. Some talk of peace as compromise for the sake of unity. You know, social awareness and all this kind of stuff. Uh, protest and, and all of that and that trying to bring unity. But I'm telling you, the only thing that's going to bring true unity is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That brings real unity and that brings real peace. And I just want to say, 
according to the word of God, it's only going to get worse. The signs of the times are all around us. Nation rising against nation and, and men being lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. My goodness, are we not seeing that today? And, and you, you see the signs of the time. It's only going to get worse. Real peace is only going to happen when the Prince of Peace comes again and establishes his peace. The question is, are we on his side? Are we a part of the family of God? You don't want to be on the outside when he comes again because then it's going to be too late. Now's the time. We need a spiritual foundation, a foundation that's established by faith in Jesus. He is our solid rock foundation. If your foundation is anything else, it's not going to stand. And it certainly isn't going to last the test of time. True peace begins with peace with God. Where our sins that separated us from God, that alienated us from the family of God, where our sins are dealt with. And praise God, we are a citizenship of heaven. We're part of the family of God. So Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3.11, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. What's your foundation this morning? Have you trusted Christ? Are you building on a foundation that's like shifting sand? Relationships, social issues, material things, money, job, so many things that many today build are building on I'm telling you that foundation will not stand you'll never be satisfied you'll always be longing for more but there's a better way there's a better foundation and that foundation will stand for all eternity and his name is Jesus I'm going to ask every head bowed and every eye closed the question is is your foundation spiritual is it social, money, hobby, family whatever what is your foundation this morning? We all need to answer this question today. There's no foundation like the foundation of the Lord Jesus. You say, Pastor Mark, how do I make Jesus my foundation? By trusting in Him as your Lord and Savior. Placing your faith in Him, believing that He died in your place. Right now, can you say that you're a part of the family of God? By faith in Jesus. Has your sins been washed away? Have you dealt with your sin by believing that Jesus died for you? trusting Him as your Lord and Savior? Are you at peace with God this morning? Or are you still at enmity with God, rebelling against God, living your own life, doing your own thing, living according to the world? What about you this morning? Have you been brought near to God through Jesus? You know, we think about the unity that results. Maybe there's a lack of unity because we're not in the same family. Let's take care of that today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Maybe this morning you might even feel distant. Trust Him this morning. Let's be brought near. And it could be that God's speaking to your heart about trusting Him as your Lord and Savior. Trust Him today. Or it might be that you know that you're saved, but man, you're reminded of your past and you don't seem to be as close to God as you ought to be. Let's take care of that today. Oh, it's my prayer that we would leave this place right with God, reconciled with God. That might mean salvation. It might mean rededication, whatever it means. Let's do it today. Heavenly Father, have your way and will in our hearts and lives today. Thank you, Lord, that we can be brought near to you by faith in Jesus. 
Move among us today. Speak to us right now and may we respond in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand together? Donna's going to sing a hymn of invitation. I encourage you to come. Trust God today. Just ask the Lord, what do I need to do? It might be salvation. It might be rededication. I don't know what it is. But would you do it today? You'll be glad you did. Would you come as Donna leads us? Thine own Have thine own his own way in your heart he won't force his way on you he won't make you do what you need to do we got to by faith say yes lord i hear you and I, i trust you and i obey you would you do that right now let god have his own way so much for being here today. Those of you that are visiting, we're delighted that you're here today, and I hope that you'll stick around. Let us fellowship with you. Um, also, those of you watching online, I'm grateful that you've tuned in with us. I pray that uh, this has been a blessing for you, and I encourage you to be back tonight. We'll have choir at five. and No and, choir uh, practice. Oh, no choir practice. There's a voice from heaven that said no choir practice, so... Uh, but anyway, no choir practice, and so you have some extra time this afternoon. We'll be back at six tonight, and we're going to be back in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter three. And uh, looking forward to that. So hope you have a wonderful afternoon. And, um, and I'm grateful um, to see you today. And I pray that we'll see you tonight. And uh, Donna, if you'll close us. God bless. I'm so glad.